Hi, welcome to the podcast where we do it for the love of it. I'm Kevin. And I'm Charles. And this is the sports podcast where we cover events and stories from across the global competitive landscape. This week is a lot different because we're doing an NFL preview. So this is just solely focused on the NFL. We're going to see kind of our predictions, where everyone's going to land. We're going to go over a little bit of the state of each team and who we're going to think is going to win each division to who's going to win the Super Bowl all the way. Yeah. Just a bit of knowledge to drop on you before the season starts on the 6th, this Thursday, just coming up. Exactly. Get ex- time to get excited. So, we're going to start it off with the AFC North. The Ravens, baby. <laughs> love them. Okay, so we're going to talk about... We know about you love them. How well do you think... What do you think of them this year? Um, I think that they did a lot of the right things. They made a lot of the right moves. Um, where I would place them in the division, if I were to rank them, I feel like they're number two with the ability to be number one. And now you're be like, how dare you, the Steelers, I love the Steelers. Um, <laughs> we'll hear that from me, but go on. <laughs> uh, I think it's just kind of the way they're built. They did the right things to make sure that Joe Flacco has some more weapons uh, offensively, you know, receivers-wise. Um, he is a lot more focused now with Jackson kind of nipping on his heels. Not really nipping. I, I mean, RG3 is going to be the number two through and through. Um, so On the official depth chart, Lamar Jackson is actually the number two. I'm looking at he, it right now. Yeah, I mean, he'll show number two, but really, RG3 is a better passer. And I think um, if they were to go with Lamar Jackson, I feel like it would be kind of risky. But, uh, I mean, hey, uh, maybe it is him and you want to try to get him ready and you kind of forfeit your entire season at that point. So it would probably be better to go the other way. But, I mean, if he's banged up for maybe a game or two, like, you're going to see RG3 in that place. Just um, like the steady hand that doesn't keep the team from questioning itself, worrying about 100%. where it's going. 100%. And RG3 is, is really, really capable. I mean, he, he may have struggled, and, I mean, he was out on the Browns for a bit, and everyone on the Browns looks way worse than they actually are as well. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he, he is a nice kind of uh, um, help for developing Lamar Jackson as well as being a, a nice piece if we, uh, you know, if uh, Joe Blanco gets nicked up for a game or two. Yeah, I see this more as a year... Were the Ravens, like, I know they're your favorite team. You never call them the boring team. But to yeah. me, they're just the boring team this year. They're not going to win. Any, like, they might get to the playoffs. I think the way you kind of na- analyze them, yeah. they might get to the playoffs. But this isn't a team that's going to be a Super Bowl team. But it's also not going to be a train wreck that anybody wants to watch. Yes, exactly. This is just kind of background team. I, I would agree with you in that sense that it's kind of boring. But I feel like they have the ability, this could be a year where they show that they're actually a uh, this has the ability to be a high-flying offense with that running game um, that uh, they had that surprise uh, Alabama running back. I can never remember his name off the top of my head. But uh, they're going to show through and really be a team that has a chance to make a big leap in a sense that offensively we, with a scoop of Willie Sneed to go along with uh, Mike Williams and you got, uh, uh, Michael K- Crabtree's on the team and now. Alex there. Collins, I believe, is the running back. Alex Collins is the running back. Thank you for that. And it, yeah, I just feel like right now there's a lot of pieces for them to really shine. 
And, you know, I feel like with the Raiders kind of imploding, they did snag a, a quick piece that will extremely help them uh, through the air. So I feel like they're going to be a lot more successful. All right. Uh, I want to talk a bit about the Twins, uh, the Ohio Twins, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. <clears throat> yeah. The Cincinnati might be another team that's just kind of – are they but, uh, background team to you? I feel like they're going to be uh, a team to look out for. And the reason why I say that is they did not lose much talent. They kept a lot of their talent defensively. They look like they have the ability to at least repeat. And a team that should win a playoff game if they make it to the playoffs. Whether they do that. We know that, they can't actually do that. Whether but. they do that is a different story. But I feel like they have a nasty defense, you know. And I feel like offensively, hopefully they can kind of get that together to be a team that doesn't just disappear into the background. Yeah, this is a team that I always think they should be a disappearing team. And then you look at their roster and you still got you still got Dalton throwing to A.J. Green with Giovanni Bernard in the background. Now, yeah. That's a pretty good troika. You got uh, Geno Atkins, who's just uh, uh, extended oh, just yeah. a little bit. Carlos Dunlap just got extended as well. So, like, though. The pass rushes there. You're Denard at corner. You got, you got, this team has talent. 100%. And I guess also you should talk about when you're throwing against Tyler Eifert to throw to as well. Of so, course, yeah. The names, you just... Maybe it's because they're the Bengals. And exactly. This is the team that has always been bad. It, it's, I mean, you'll see. It's. I imagine them to be a lot better than they were. You know? Um, so hopefully we see them make a step and not stumble and fall. Yeah, I think there certainly could be a team that does stumble and fall. So let's move to the Browns. This is a team nobody's ignoring, nobody's forgetting about. Uh, you got uh, Baker Mayfield. The calls seem to be getting louder and louder for him to start. Oh, that no. doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. You have a potentially high-flying offense. Yeah. Got uh, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson in the backfield. Jarvis Landry has been there making a lot of noise. Yeah, and a big favorite of uh, of um, quarterback. Help me. Talking to Rod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. So, <laughs> thank you for that. Who cares about Rod like, Taylor? Like, That's Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, right? Now, I've been hearing so much noise about Baker Mayfield. Tyrod Taylor is a starter. Simple as that. He is not a guy who takes a lot of risks. And it's so weird right now that that is an argument for not being a starter in the NFL. It's like, how... I find Tarod Taylor's career pretty exciting because he came in as the low-floor, high-ceiling kind of player, and he yeah. was turned around to something completely different where you basically know what you're going to get. It's not going to be spectacular from him, but he's a pretty reliable quarterback. 100%. And it, to me, it's crazy. It's literally crazy what Buffalo did there with him, benching him for Peterman, for Peterman. And then getting rid of him him. for what doesn't seem like much <laughs> well, to me. I understand why they had to get rid of him because I'm sure he's probably like, I want out now. Like, oh yeah, you know from his mean? perspective, <clears throat> I mean, to the Browns hurts, but <laughs> I mean, whatever it may be. But the Browns made the right moves to make sure that he has uh, some weapons to throw to. I mean, he's not going to take a lot of risks, and that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. That is so not but a he bad is, thing. But he's going to have to be really good this year because this defense, it's Miles Garrett 
And I'm looking at, there's a couple good names on the depth chart. You got Jabril Peppers in the safety in the, yeah, the safety uh, from Michigan. Yeah, is Jamie Collins, has he got anything left? I feel like he does. I feel like he, I mean, as a starter, he's a big linchpin type guy in the sense of locker room and uh, mentality of the defense. Yeah, so, but I can't see this being a defense that anybody's scared of. Yeah, I, I imagine the same thing. I think Denzel Ward was a terrible, 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 terrible reach. Take the pass rusher. Take the pass rusher. Take the pass rusher. Chubb is playing for the Broncos. That, that's, I don't know why you take an undersized corner. You're not going to put him on Julio Jones. Why take him at number, what was it, three? Four? Like, uh, yeah, four. Yeah, like, why... Now you do... The one thing to say positive about this defense is you got Greg Williams. Yes. He, he knows how to put pressure without necessarily that one pressure player. And he already has Miles Garrett. So maybe they'll be able to make something work. It, it's... It just... To take the other pass rushers towards Miles Garrett and Chubb, and you literally pay them everything, and your defense, no matter what the back end is, if pressure gets there fast, who cares? Take them both. Like it's crazy that Denzel Ward. I feel like I'm just trying to be devil's advocate. Yeah, I, I know. I know. 100%. Take the pass rusher. Take a pass rusher a hundred percent of the time, and to, to not take the pass rusher, and also you're gonna go Baker Mayfield, which is an insane reach already. Trade down if you want a Baker Mayfield. Like, yeah, I don't like. We don't know what the other teams were thinking. The Browns never gave them a chance. Yeah, but it strikes me as hard to believe that Baker Mayfield wouldn't have still been there at four. You think the Jets were like, you know what, Baker Mayfield is a guy, and the Jets are a terrible program. Yeah, everything we've heard is that the Jets wanted Sam Darnold, and I can't imagine that uh, the Giants were all <laughs> we're going to ignore everybody for Saquon Barkley except for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Doesn't exactly. Make any sense. No, it's it's crazy. Right, let's move on to. The team that you are not fond of, at all, to say the least. And I would think uh, we, we both have to agree the favorites for this division this yes. year. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what's there not to say? They look amazing on all fronts. Yeah, we talked about the troika, the troika that the Bengals have. Yeah. The Steelers is otherworldly. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger. You're not going to get a better... Better three than that. And, yeah, they back it up with Smith-Schuster. And I think one of the best offensive lines in the league. I agree with you 100%. And uh, Big Ben definitely needs that because he is not going to stay healthy the way he used to. No, and he's like he wasn't quick when he came into the league. But, yeah. oh, man, he's a statue. These yeah, days. now we're talking. We're in that uh, Byron Leftwich era. Of Almost. That's, you know I mean? that's the first name that comes <laughs> up when you think Just, um, slow throw a bomb and don't move at all. You know what I mean? Like, that's what that is. And so they secured that whole line The whole line looks good. They um, still didn't pay, uh, what's his name? Uh, running back. Yeah, Bell does not have a yeah, new contract. So, uh, but he has committed to coming back. Of course, because, yeah, I mean, he wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to win that Super Bowl. He wins the Super Bowl there. He can leave there and get paid. So why not? You know, so it's a weird decision for them not to pay him because he still has a few years left in him. Pay him for three years for, you know, bigger money. But whatever, that's a different argument. Yeah, they offered him a pretty decent contract, which essentially, in my mind, led to a two-year extension for $33 million. 
but I guess he feels he's worth more. Which is fair when you look at what, um, what's his name getting paid over there? Yeah, Gurley the got, uh, it was essentially three years, $45 million, I think, as was far as guaranteed. It, it was a four-year contract, okay, but, yeah, but as far as, like, the way yeah. it was structured, it was pretty much a three-year, three forty-five. million. Yeah, getting paid up front because... Like, they offered Le'Veon Bell four years as well, but the last two years, you looked at the pay, and you know, there's no way no, he's yeah. getting paid that. 100%. So, I mean, uh, I think the reality of them is, like, the only enemy now is, one would argue is coaching. Uh, does... Uh, Tomlin kind of yeah, take a look in the mirror and his shine came off a little bit. Yeah, last the, that last year it just seemed like they didn't really. I won't say prepare enough, but like it just seemed like they weren't taking anyone seriously. In a way, like that was the best way to put it. They're not. They weren't taking everyone seriously, so they weren't doing that extra mile. And I think if you're coaching the NFL, it should be nothing but extra mile. Yeah, their, co- their offense coordinator this year is a brand new guy, Randy Fickner. We don't know, like, complete wild card. I think he's been their quarterback's coach for a while. Yeah. But I, especially when you have, like, the consistent quarterback, as Roethlisberger's been in. Yeah. You don't really know what that guy is. 100%. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But unlike the Browns, they have a defense to back it up. A pretty good coach. I like Keith Butler as a coach. He's their defense coordinator, has been for the last few years. Their roster is unspectacular, but pretty solid. Like, you can't complain. There's no obvious weakness anywhere in their their defense. No, not at all. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see, and especially how uh, T.J. Watt is going to do. You know, so it's going to be a good year for them, and hopefully the Ravens win it. So... <laughs> I guess we it's, should probably... That, let's move to predictions. Yeah, move to the predictions. I'm going to stick with the Steelers. Do you... Do I have a shakeup that's surprisingly out of nowhere? No, I don't. The Steelers are probably going to win it. Um, Hurts my, to say, but... <laughs> my, sleeper te- my sleeper team will be the Bengals for this one. Oh, okay. They are the dark horse. They have... They did not lose much. They have the ability. They've been together. Their coaching situation is still rock solid. I feel like they're the team to look out for. All right, interesting take. One last question with this division. How many games does Hugh Jackson coach? Does he get through the season? <laughs> oh, gosh, an organization is in shambles. I would hope that they 31. would stick with him for five years at least because it doesn't make sense to just carousel everyone because no one's going to stay. My hope is that they do not get rid of them this year. They do not get rid of them next year. They do not get rid of them the year after that and then reevaluate at that point. I can't imagine that's going to actually occur. Not at all. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the AFC East. We, I could have predicted who would win the AFC East in 2018 about seven years ago <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I still would be right. Um, Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's what you feel, why not? Right. Um, Let's start with Buffalo, since you mentioned them. Yes. They've um, had a tumultuous offseason. Uh, went from Terod Taylor um, to, I guess it's Peterman. But you got Josh Allen going to now. be the guy because A.J. McCarron is... Yeah, A.J. McCarron's been traded, so it's Peterman starting and... Yeah. Josh Allen is the backup. So, I mean, they had that scary injury where they thought he broke his collarbone. 
uh, AJ McCarron, then he actually wasn't. So then they're like, okay, no, Peter Ben's a guy, can't get out of here, AJ McCarron. So where does that put you? In a situation where Josh Allen has the, has the position to maybe be starting. I think he probably will be starting. Like, I'm not saying oh. it should happen, but oh I, I think... I think he might be, depending on what the Jets do with Sam Darnold, yeah. I think Josh Allen might be the first rookie quarterback we see this year. Oh, it's a terrible Which is decision. a very weird thing to say out loud. Oh, it's the worst decision, man. This dude is not ready. On the highest levels, is he not ready? I, and I think this is a testament to their head coach, who benched Tyrod Taylor for Peterman, who then threw four interceptions. And now Peterman... Five was, interceptions. Oh, yeah, it was five interceptions. <laughs> And then you you put in your number, you know, then you go back to uh, Pryor. Who was putting you in the playoff race at that point? So you dropped a game to what? Yeah. Flex like, on a team? for Until uh, Andy Dalton with the crazy last second play got the Bills into the playoffs. No, you, it you, looked like that decision that basically robbed them of their first playoff berth in forever. Exactly. And, and, and it's the fact that everyone's cheering for Andy Dalton, they should be losing it at this coach like you do not get rid of a quarterback who's consistent like if he's going to be consistent make your defense amazing like you have a quarterback who's not going to take much risk he's going to complete the short stuff make your defense amazing and hopefully you have a Trent Dilfer situation hopefully you have a Peyton Manning in the tail end of his career situation you end up with a quarterback who can get the job done that's all he needs to do yeah, we're, I'm, we can't quite be sure the internal machinations of why oh. Taylor is gone. But I have to say, Terry Pagula's been a pro owner for a while. He owns the Bills. He also owns the Sabres. Yeah. And he doesn't have a very good track record. He seems like the kind of guy that meddles and wants to know some stuff. And I I kind of blame him first. Yeah. I think it's at the top. And I think this, this roster, this team is going to take a sharp nosedive down. Yeah, I think they're about to fall off a cliff. And if Allen sees the field, know that they are nowhere near. No, that could be historically bad. Oh, just terrible. One thing I will say about them, their defense coordinator, they got Leslie Frazier as their defense coordinator. He's one of my absolute favorite uh, coaches in the end. I don't know why he doesn't have – A, he shouldn't have been fired when the Vikings fired him. He has not shown – like he should have been given more of a chance. Yep. And – Someone else should give him a shot, but for this year, I think he'll be able to turn. They might have to win a lot of games, seventeen to ten and yeah. thirteen to seven, and nonsense like that. And I, to be honest, I don't think they have the talent for that. So I mean, I feel like they're going to not be the bottom feeders of the league because I give that to Miami. But uh, yeah. Right, well, you mentioned Miami, so let's uh, move on to them bottom feeders. I think they are going to be terrible. Uh, even with Ryan Tannehill, this guy who threw had two 4,000-yard passing seasons, I think those days are long behind him. He has been banged up and now coming off of what was the ACL that basically knocked him out the whole year. Uh, Jake Cutler was better. <laughs> and Jake Cutler was I forgot terrible. about that. Right? Oh, man. So, I mean, n- no. I, I feel like 100% the guy that this team will be the worst team in the league. And I say 100%. I did not expect... I, I don't have high thoughts about Ryan Tannehill, but 
I think about Lee. Devontae Parker at wide receiver? He's pretty solid. Oh, Remember solid. they picked up uh, Danny Amendola? Oh, yeah, of course. No, they're going to be bad. Real bad. Oh, terrible. Kiko Alonso, Cameron oh Wake. Like, it's it's Cameron not a, a it's not a old. good team. Ish. Their defense isn't good. Their offense isn't good. They will be the worst team in the league. <laughs> All right, let's, I don't think there's anything else to say. Let's move on to the New York Jets. Yes. Another rookie quarterback. Yes. This one's shown a lot better, and but still probably should not be day one starter. I think this organization is terrible. Um... Dropping Teddy Bridgewater off on the side of the road may be exactly that why I do that. Um, moving him to the Saints, I don't understand why they would do that. But I guess Maybe you were off with what they could get for Teddy Bridgewater, but when you compare what you were suggesting the Broncos give up for him to what they actually got, not, right? <laughs> those, two, those two things are not the same. Right? I mean, 100%. So, I mean, we're talking... Giving away something for something and not just giving away for a bag of pucks and you're playing football. Like, what is going on? But whatever that may be, that's their decision. Um, why the heck do that? Like, you do really want Donald to start so badly. Like, you're so ready for him to be Tom Brady that you're going to risk hurting his development and starting him now. And throwing him into what? Like He's not throwing anybody. You got Jermaine Curse, I think, is their number one receiver. And Jermaine Curse is a really good receiver. But as a number, number one, one receiver, especially a number one if he's catching passes from a rookie. Yeah. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I Like, what's going to happen? I'm going to pick up Corey Coleman? He's been cut by everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, he's just no, going through like, the teams. Like, it's just, oh, it's heartbreaking, man. Like, let this kid have some time. Of course, he's a competitor. Of course, he wants to go. He seems to be the most level-headed, like, type guy. Like, just nothing shakes his kid. But I just feel like David Carr seemed like he couldn't be shook. (laughs) But if you're going to put him in a situation where you fed to the dog, even if you're throwing to Andre Johnson, you're getting hit. You're getting hit a lot. Defense is the same sort of situation. There's not... They have a great defensive coach, no defensive talent. Yeah, and you lost both no Sheldon Richardson. What did they lose? Both Richardson and Day. Yep. So get. I'm looking. Is Leonard Williams, Darren Lee? There's some it's, solid talent, but they they lost pieces. They lost big pieces, and I mean he is like once again great defensive coach. I just feel like they're. It's going to be a rough year, and hopefully the, I mean, they either stick by their guy or, you know, decide that maybe an offensive coach would be a better decision. But yeah, you look at the, the three teams we just mentioned. The Patriots have had some easy, easy walks to the division title oh before. God, this this might be, be among the highest. This might be the easiest walk they've ever taken. So, I mean, for what it is, I mean, the Patriots are probably going to win this one hands down is because yeah. most of these teams are in transition. Yeah, there's not much to say about the Patriots. They, they're the Patriots we've always known. As far as wide receivers go, mm-hmm. don't have a lot there. As far as running backs go, there's not really anybody. I think James White is going to enter the season as their starter. Mm-hmm. But 
you have the golden boy, you have the goat, so you're not really that worried about the No, not at all. And I think the reality of it is, is that they will be in the playoffs, of course. They'll have clinched the playoffs by the time I finish <laughs> saying this sentence. Right? Oh, look at that! <laughs> what do you know? Uh, it's, I mean, of course, there's a lot of transition for them, but the linchpins are still there. And that linchpin will always be Bill Belichick. It does not matter about anything else being there. Yeah, speaking of Belichick, so defense last year, they gave up a ton of yards, but they were pretty solid in the red zone. They didn't give up as many points. But then we saw in the playoffs, Tom Brady threw for over 500 yards in a Super Bowl and lost the game. Um, And I think that to be the case of... um, I think that's a testament to how efficiently and systematically the O-line of the of the Eagles held them. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, I've never, he did not get hurried on more than two throws in the first half of that game. Now, I think, I'm not sure if that's a testament to how good that O-line really was playing near the tail end of the year. Or with kind of how many... Yeah, when you're in the Super Bowl, you're not playing a chunk. No, not at all. But I think it's... I think that offensive line ended up, by the end of the year, was the best offensive line in the league. Like, the way Lane Johnson was uh, anchoring that whole thing and everything the way it was going, they were literally running into an iron wall, but with no real superstar to really push that pass rush. So, with the loss of Jones, with the loss of... uh, all those guys, you kind of have to... And who was the other one? They lost someone else, too. That I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But it's... it's They just didn't have the pass rush to even shake Nick Foles a backup. So, I mean, you, you, you still do need pieces. Yeah, and they're big. When you get down to the big game. insert of talent is Adrian Claiborne is coming over from the Atlanta Falcons. That's not striking fear in anybody's heart. No, not at all. I mean, Adrian Claiborne is past his prime. Of course, he'll get a bunch out of him. Of course, he'll be a nice player to put in places. He did nine and a half sacks last year. Career yeah. high. But yeah, for some reason, it does feel like you're saying that. I think he's, he's past his prime. Yeah, and I think the I think what will happen is you'll see him in roles that will really help the defense out. So what will happen is when they get to that Super Bowl, instead of them having a bunch of guys who don't have the ability to be one-on-one, <laughs> like not one person who can be one-on-one, you have at least one person who has the ability to be in a one-on-one situation and cause pressure. They can push things around to make sure that you just casually tossing out, tossing out when the Patriots get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's oh just yeah. a great way to when they get there show how, okay. just how dominant this this team has been over the last decade, fifteen years. I establish that. I'm going to stick with that at when they get to the Super Bowl. Do we even need to bother with predictions for this division? No, not at all. We already know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh, move on to the AFC South. Yay, that, uh, this one is exciting. Yeah, I was just about to say. This is what is exciting from top to bottom. Um, so let's start with the Texans. All right, big I, story here is how will Deshaun Watson come back? Will he come back healthy? And if he does come back, will he look like he did last year? 100% he will because he's done this before. I mean, this is his other knee. He won't be running as much. Good thing. He has the ability to throw. So... I mean, he's going to move around, of course, but not as much. He has the capability to push that ball down the field. We saw that. They still have Fuller. They still have... um, Hopkins. Hopkins. 
they are going to be a team to look out for offensively. I absolutely love Deshaun Watson the way he played. Like, but I'm so worried with, like, if you would have asked me this five years ago, I think I would have been all in on Deshaun Watson. But then I saw RG3 and I saw Andrew Luck. And I'm just so gun-shy with quarterbacks coming back from injuries these days. Uh, it's very true, but the difference is with this one is Deshaun Watson is unshakable. He is that guy. He, I remember watching games where He's a champion. In, in, through and through thoroughbred. When watching him play, I would literally sit back in my chair and be like, man, like this doesn't look good. And you would, camera would cut to him, nothing. I had no idea if he was happy, <laughs> mad, sad, nothing. And he's just sitting there, you know, coach talking to him, coach yelling at him, coach nothing. He's still just, yeah, you know, yeah. everything's a great thing. And those type of guys, you got to look out for. And I think he's one of those guys you got to look out for. I think he's going to bounce back no problem. No problem. I absolutely agree. I just really hope injuries can derail. Like Bill Walton, everybody said, was the best NBA player. And then injuries derailed his career. It can happen to the most talented. It can happen True. to the best. 100%. But, I mean, the only thing you hurt right now is a leg. You're not hurting his arm. If his arms are healthy, that dude is <laughs> still spectacular. As, long as, as a guy who played arms, quarterback for many, many years, i got to say, your leg's come in to throw in a whole bunch. you got to have that solid solid trunk. But I mean, like, I mean, ACL surgeries are way different than they used to be. Like, this this isn't banging sticks and stones again. As humanity, we've gotten a lot better. But he's not going to be sprinting out of the pocket as much, you know what I mean? But he's still going to be Deshaun Watson. And I think he's going to be as exciting as he was. And for their defense, this is a pretty good defensive team, too. This is a good balance team. Yeah. Is there a better set of safeties than Kareem Jackson and Tyron Matthew? Uh, no, I think that's the best duo um, uh, safety-wise in the league, uh, hands down. The fact that they got him threw me up. I thought he was going to be uh, – I forget who it was I thought he was going to go to, but I, I just couldn't believe he was gone. Like, Especially with uh, Patrick Peterson being there, you know what I mean? Yeah. You thought he would have stayed in Arizona. Even if they were moving coaches and whatnot, but I guess he just didn't really like the. I mean, you look at this team. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of reasons to want to join the Houston Texans. Exactly. So it's exciting. They're thrilling, and he took a risk, and I, I'm glad he did because both of those two together are going to be a tour de force. Yeah, you got good, just good across the, across oh. the board for them. Yeah, hundred percent. So defensively, I think they're going to do some exciting things, and Terry Matthew allows them to do a little more exciting things than they would have been able to do without him, of course. Right, let's move on to the Tennessee Titans. I think once, just like we talked about Deshaun Watson, I think the first question you got to ask about them is, can Mariota take the next step? I don't think so. I think the reality of him is everyone is super hyped on him for a weird reason I don't understand. I feel like he's kind of been so mediocre like, of course, there's exciting things with his mediocreness, as in, like, he's flashes of greatness to flashes of garbage. So, like, it's it's really tough for me because, yes, he, get, he, he also gets banged up. I think he's getting smarter that way. Uh, he is slight. He's not Cam Newton-sized, yeah, and he does run a lot. No, not a lot of people are Cam Newton-sized <laughs> like Calvin Benjamin. So, Cam Newton can get away with it. 
not many people can. Human, right? So, I mean, like, if you're throwing balls and, and just not making good decisions on a regular basis to be consistent, to be the Trout Pryor, like, if you can be consistent with that talent, you're going to do better than Trout Pryor. And he's got talent around. I, that's why I think this is such a make-or-break year for him. Is you got Delaney Walker, you got Corey Davis, Derek Henry, Dion Lewis. There's some talent around him. I think he should be able to perform this. Of year. course, he should be able to perform. But I just, I just feel like he is just another middle of the pack quarterback with the ability who should have been really, really good. I, I just feel like he's not gonna make that step and. We're just going to be like, man, Mariota's pretty good, but like they need to get someone else. I feel like that's going to be the conversation we have in two years. Defensively for them, the big story was Malcolm Butler joins the team. Yeah, that was a big pickup, and good for them. Uh, hopefully, my guess is that they put him against number one receivers now, like still the same way. Yeah. But I, I don't... You got Dory Jackson on the team as well. He's talented, but kind of inconsistent. Yeah. This team has some names on the defense, but I worry about a lot of them. You got, like, Jarrell Casey. Uh, there's some talent there. Yeah, Wesley, Wesley nice. Woodyard is a guy who's yeah. moving around. Yeah, Wesley Woodyard. So, I mean, <laughs> these are guys. But Ryan Arakpo is their starter. In 2018, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I feel like Brian Arakpo is a scary man, but I feel like. He's been so banged up that yeah, he's, he's scary a, to me and you. Yeah, yeah. But like as a pro, we looked across. We're like, oh man, like if I push too hard, this dude's shoulder's gonna come out. He's gonna bust his knee walking the sideline. Like he's just so beat up. Like he was so athletic that he just tore himself to pieces. Yeah, I don't For think. Redskins, uh, I think I 2012, know. Brian Arakpo on your team. You are loving Love that. It. 2018. Like, it's just the guy who's gonna probably be hurt next time he. Yeah, I don't think that'll help you do you any good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's continue on talking about the quarterbacks first and foremost. Andrew Luck. Okay. The total oh. mess of the team last year. I think total mess of the team this year. I th- believe he's definitely throwing footballs. Is he throwing real footballs yet? Um, I mean, he's played in the preseason. Shows how much I pay attention. <laughs> uh, where have you been? No, I'm kidding. Uh, he's played a couple, and he got beat up by the Ravens. The Ravens ate him alive. You play him, what is it, week three for every team, week four for the Ravens, because they played the Hall of Fame game. Um, there was, wall, like, just relentless violence ate that man So alive. their offensive line is still shambles. Garbage. And I think Costanzo's I mean, the biggest name on it, and he was good for a couple years and just, just faded. I think he's generally considered to be a below-average starter at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's going to be Andrew Luck getting beat up again, and hopefully he survives the whole year without anything major, and then hopefully they make some moves to sure him up. This is a mess of an organization. Oh. The way you railed on the Steelers, I'd like to... The Colts are a joke. Ursay needs to sail the team. The fact that Peyton Manning was able to get the success he got with the Indianapolis Colts as an organization. Dude, is a credit to just how amazing Peyton Manning was. It, this, <laughs> team's a, this team's as much of a joke as the Browns. Yeah. We just keep remembering Peyton Manning so we don't think of it as And I much. think the reality of it, it is, is that we remember Peyton Manning as like this, like, uh, to me, 
I in my head I say goat, um, not as in like the most winningest, but I mean the greatest quarterback of all time because that te- the teams he's had and everyone goes, what about this receiver? What about that receiver? He made receivers like Marvin Harrison was unbelievable. Those two had an unbelievable connection. That was amazing. But then we're gonna like you get rid of that and then step in like Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne becomes premier receiver of the league. Like he's throwing to Austin Collie. Austin Collie gets uh, has a couple of being like bombs in the head. He's yeah. gone. Anthony Gonzalez was there for a bit. Anto- Anthony Gonzalez gets. Um, what was the guy that went to the Broncos and ran across the field after that point? He was great for them for a while. Oh, um, uh, that white receiver like. He made superstars. We've gone off completely off topic. Jacob Tammy. Yeah, like these are guys who are. I don't know if I'd call him the goat. Like we're we're completely off topic now, but yeah, most underrated player of all time. Uh, Absolutely, a hundred percent. Because I say to me, I say goat in the sense that like he, if you were gonna choose a quarterback who is going to play for you, and you like you have the like a decent setup, this dude is gonna win. He's going to win through and through. Tom Brady has the luxury of the best coach of all time. Period. Like, this is the best coach of all yeah. time. He, Peyton Manning had to fight through Tony Dungy being his coach. Tony Dungy's an overrated sack of something. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Dungy's a great human being, not the best coach. I can't stand Tony Dungy. Uh, you see what he talked about Jalen Ramsey this year uh, telling oh him to my. shut up? But, but, I love Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey needs to talk more. I have a pro- You have the biggest problem with holier than thou people because like you don't like russell wilson i love russell wilson i don't care that he's holier I just, than thou like, russell wilson i just rubbed me the wrong way he's <laughs> they always do he's so prim and proper and everything is xbox this and microsoft that and i'm always gonna mention every sponsor you're never gonna trip me up yeah you're never gonna get him because he's one of those dudes but I have no problem with that. Give me Jalen Ramsey. But like, hundred times out of hundred, Jalen Ramsey's over top of Tony Dungy. Odell Beckham, love him. Those are the kind of players. I, I love the see. personality. Like, you know, do your best to make sure you rein that in so it doesn't affect other players, and you're good. But my issue is, is that you're like you're talking uh, an organization that's been garbage from the top. We're talking Bill Polian, trash, pulled in nothing. We're talking like. And then you switch that over to, was it Ursay now or whatever his name is? Or? I don't even know who their, their GM is, Ryan Dingman, something like that. No uh, Ursay's still owns the team. He's owned yeah. the team and he's, um, like, since he inherited it from his father. But It's terrible. It's a, it's a terrible organization, and I, it's been a travesty, and Peyton Manning deserved better. That's all my problem is. And I just feel like Andrew Luck, uh, you know, uh, I hope that you can stay healthy so that you can – Hopefully they can make better decisions. Right, we mentioned Jalen Ramsey. Should uh, move on with the. I'm a Broncos fan, but man, do I love this Jaguars team! I love nasty defenses. Anytime you look at it, I mean, I'm a Ravens fan. Like we had probably the nastiest defense ever. So uh, you know, it's it's crazy, and um, I I'm excited to see what they do. I do think straight up right now, if you look at it, um, the quarterback they have, yeah, trash. At the Portals is garbage. 
garbage. He's not good. He's I don't garbage. think he's quite as bad as everybody thinks because he gets so much, so much spotlight on him. But he he's a very average to below average quarterback. Yeah, I, I think it needs to be put here. He's a bad quarterback, and he <laughs> has a great defense. And great defenses make bad quarterbacks look good. The great defense is underrated. With like, you can't. It's hard to put into words just how good this defense is. Dude, like, I'm looking at their roster. Their worst starter might be Leon Jacobs. Dude, <laughs> that's their worst. Think about this. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl at quarterback. This, to me, is the best defense since that Trent Dilfer team. I think this is going to be your Blake Bortles wins a Super Bowl and everyone gets... Oh, that would be beautiful. And Once again, I'm not a Jaguars fan. I just really sound like one right now. I don't. I'm, I just, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's move quickly to predictions for this division. Jaguars. I also say Jaguars with the Texans... Probably close in there, probably settling for the wild. I feel like they're the sleeper. Let's move on now to the AFC West. I don't think there's a division this year that is more up in the air. Um, No, I don't think so either. I also think because every team of that situation has basically fallen off a cliff. Yeah, I got huge (laughs) questions about every single team. And then I think that that probably leaves it for the Chargers to be the team that kind of beat. That seems so strange. The Chargers seem irrelevant. (laughs) Exactly. But I think the way the, I mean, Kansas City stepped away from Alex Smith. So you go with Mahomes, a guy who barely played it down. Um, I mean, mean, they're high on him. He looked like he was decent. I wouldn't say that he didn't look like he was ready for it to take Alex Smith's job because he looked like he legitimately have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the most surprising thing. Like, so, this is a pretty good team Yeah, to put a rookie quarterback into it. Yeah, it, it just didn't make sense to me. And then the Raiders falling apart, losing major pieces. So yeah, let's weird. start there. Let's start yeah. with Khalil Mack being traded to the Bears. Okay, let's start from the very top. They pull in John Gruden. Awesome. Cool. Ten-year, $100 million Ten-year, deal. Ten-year, $100 million deal. $100 million deal. So now you have a laser focus on your coach. Not a good thing. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's a bigger spotlight than any coach in the league. 100%. So now what happens? He gets there. Uh, you have some players that are, you know, probably guys who got along with a coach because they were allowed to get away with certain things. John Gruden, not the type of guy to let those things go. Right? So, I mean, you're going to now have those players kind of move on. As they should. Yeah. So you lose your best, not your best, best receiver, but one of your better receivers. One of your (laughs) most. uh, Their receiving core is looking pretty good with Cooper and Nelson. Yeah. But, I mean, you're you're losing uh, that. Now you slide into uh, being in a contract negotiations with your superstar, probably top. Two player defensive players in the league. Yeah, I think three. Yeah, I think you'd have Miller, Donald, and Mack kind of in the. Which way do you want? I them? feel like Cleo Mack's better than Miller. Um, and you have, like, you're in a situation that says pay the man through and through, but you don't really do that, which is very weird. So you lose probably, once again, the second to first best defensive player in the league. So do you think there's some truth to the rumor that the Raiders are cash poor 
and the way legally from the CBA, when you you need to put all the money for any long-term big contract that you sign for any player into a trust. Yeah. But you don't have to do that with NFL coaches. That's why you didn't have to worry about the big contract for John Gruden. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a legitimate problem when it comes mm-hmm. to Cleo Mack. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that might be the case. I just feel like if you lost Michael Crabtree, you should have had a bunch of money. Right? <laughs> yeah. Should you not have? So why could you not and have worked something out that it the was... The highest guaranteed money ever for a defensive player, which is what Cleo Mack got, is a different level than you're ever given a wide receiver. 100%. But, I mean, you he was a high-paid wide receiver. So with Cleo Mack's contract, what it is, and then you add in whatever Michael Crabtree was getting paid, you have to think that'd be pretty close to the highest paid player too close to the highest paid player. I imagine he would like to stay with the organization, but I mean the organization moving to Las Vegas, maybe not. Yeah, that's like it was announced and then they had to wait three years. It's a very weird situation. Like the defense, how is it gonna be effective with Mac gone? This oh. seems like a pretty good defense, but a player like that disrupts so much that I don't know, like Tank Carradine was productive, but how much of that was people Cleo having Mac. to focus on Mac? I just feel like the reality of it is, is this defense going to get exposed immediately. No yeah. Cleo Mac, mediocre defense. I think it's probably going to be up to Derek Carr to develop. Like I think a lot of people thought he would last year, and in fact he took a step back. Yeah, I imagine with John Gruden, you're going to see the defense do pretty good. You know what I mean? Like He is a good coach, there's no doubt about that. It's going to be a little bit of growing pains. The one thing is, is that the entire organization cannot get nearsighted. This has to be a long goal thing now. This went from being winning now to winning in the future as well. Not like You're rebuilding. starting to get a little older. I mean, Amari Cooper, we, I still kind of think of him as a young player, but he's getting up there in age. Jordy Cooper. Jordy Nelson Jordy is an older player. Like, well, Marshawn Lynch is obviously... Like, they're starting to... They're two, like, primary running backs. Um, I mean... Uh, oh, Amari Cooper's only 24. He's not that old. Just like I said, Amari Cooper's young. So, I mean, you're in a great situation, kind of. But, like, you're in a mid-range goal now. You went from being win now to win in three to four years. I think it's more win in two sort of thing. I don't think, unless you're really bottom out, I don't think in the NFL you ever have the luxury to say, we're going to win in four years. No, I think obviously you're going to be like, yeah, we're going to compete, but I think that's more blowing smoke. And I think the problem is, is that that organization cannot get nearsighted. It cannot be, you didn't win now, you didn't win a year from now, you didn't win, you know what I mean? Like, if you didn't do those things... Yeah, the Raiders are that the team we all think of, first and foremost, as the team that Tries to win now, and they're clearly not ready. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I just feel like they just fell off. they literally just fallen off a cliff, and they've fallen even farther now with Cleo Mack. Because losing, I thought Michael Crouchy would have made them take a big hit. Like, that's a big hit. Now you lose Cleo Mack, that's an astronomical hit. And I don't think they're going to recover to be the leader of that division. Yeah, I... That would surprise me quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, we talked about their offense for a little bit. Let's focus on their defense for... Okay. They got uh, 
this is a strong defense. You got Reggie Ragland, yes. Justin Houston, yeah. strong linebacking core. Eric Berry's still there. Yeah, still. I mean, I mean, a little older for a bunch of those guys, but they're still. Yeah, this is a team that's got to be in win now mode, which, as you mentioned, makes it so weird that Mahomes is the quarterback. Out of there. I don't know. I just feel like they blamed it all falling apart on him, like to the point that like it didn't make any sense. Like they all kind of you like when you win so quickly to be like, oh, we're undefeated, we're undefeated, we're undefeated, we're undefeated. You have to be like, oh, maybe, like, this is it. And then when it starts to slip, you're like, well, we really need Alex Smith to pick it all up. To win. Like, no, you don't. Like, your entire organization has to kind of heat it back up. And, and when you run that hot, you have risk of burning out. They burnt out, and then they it just carried off into the unprotective um, you know, uh, uh, playoffs. Yeah, so. when I try to think of like who's going to win this division, my instinct is always to say the Chiefs. Yeah. And then now. the fact that Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, again, just makes me go, wait. What? Maybe? <laughs> maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I don't know. I just feel like, even with all the weapons he has, I just don't see it happening. I mean, especially in the preseason, he didn't look that spectacular. So... Yeah, and we don't know. Even if he looked great in the preseason, we wouldn't know. If he looked terrible in the preseason, we really wouldn't know. But he's he's going to be their number one. Yeah. Let's uh, move over to the Broncos. Keeping in in pattern with the rest of this division, no idea what's about to befall them this year. Yeah. I think, uh, was it Freeman they picked up, uh, the running back? He looks... Like a Royce Freeman. Yeah, Royce Freeman looks like a good runner. So that's a good thing because your quarterback situation is rocky. They waved. Talk, yeah, they cut uh, Paxton Lynch today. That experiment Everyone's has failed majestically. That. Everyone's so, happy. Right, yeah, right now they're going in with Case Keenum, who had a pretty good year last year, but we don't know what to expect with him. Yeah. And Mr. Irrelevant Chad Kelly as yeah. backup. And uh, I think uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> by way of... When you look at the offense, when I look at the offensive death chart, when I throw it up on my screen, I go, holy crap, this team is going to win two games. I think the problem is is that you have bum receivers getting paid too much money. And I want to say, I mean, bum receivers, yeah. I mean Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. I think they both washed up. I think they were washed up. Your Peyton Manning was throwing balls in their hands. They dropped <laughs> them in the Super Bowl. Those two magic. are garbage. The offensive line is definitely garbage. Like, the, like, to look good in the preseason, I mean, to look good in season is one thing, but to get to the playoffs and drop every ball Peyton Manning puts in your hands, basically, uh, you guys are bums. <laughs> Alright, I'm getting depressed. Let's move on to the defense before I start to cry. <laughs> Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, nasty. Derek Wolf, D'Amato Pecco, Chris nasty, Harris, nasty, Darian nasty. Stewart, Brandon Marshall, Bradley Roby. I feel a lot better all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, good. It's so good. They're so good defensively. Man. If they weren't for the Jaguars, this is would still be quite possibly the best team in the league. I think you're going to be a good team. And I'm going to say that to the point that I think you have the ability to be the best team in it. I think you probably will be. I think you will. I think it's helped by this division. I think obviously helped by the division being what it is. But I think the reality of it is, is that... Um, Case Keenum is going to be 
you're uh, number one. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no, no doubt, doubt about, about that. He's going to get the job done. He doesn't have the arm to do certain things, but that doesn't matter when you have <laughs> this good of a defense. As long as he doesn't make mistakes, which he will not do if they don't ask him to push the ball down the field or anything, as you shouldn't if your defense is that good. Just keep getting a couple of first downs. And yeah, with, a punt is a win for the, the Broncos this year. Uh, you know, if, if you if your offensive possession just ends in a good long punt, give it over to your defense. I think that's that's a I win think, every time. I think you're, how different is is you need two first downs every drive, and you will win the majority of your games. If you end up like with let's say sixty percent of your drives, seventy percent of your drives ending in first downs, sixty to seventy. That's not crazy. Just one first down. You have the ability to be the best team in that division. Makes a lot of sense. So, last team we haven't talked about much, Los Angeles Chargers. Same thing I've been saying with all the teams in this division. I don't know. You got Phillip Rivers? I think Phillip Rivers is a little hotter than he was last year. In the sense that like he's not going to come out and they're going to drop five games. You know what I mean? Like... That's not going to happen. I think they're going to show to be one of the better teams in that division. And it's their defensively is a big question mark, but they did grab a safety first overall. So I'm, one would imagine that you would be better defensively. And hopefully, hopefully that is enough to get the job done. Yeah, Phil Rivers threw for 4,500 yards last year. He got Melvin Gordon, solid player. Yep. Offensive line, I think, is solid. Keenan Allen, if he can stay healthy, is <laughs> last time we saw him healthy, he's great. But yeah. I mean, man, talk about a guy who cannot stay healthy. Right. Okay. So uh, let's just kill that one there and slide over to the NFC North. We didn't. What's your prediction for the AFC West? Just before I we said it, Broncos. You think the Broncos? Yeah. I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs against the logic. I don't. Like, I look at the rest of the team, I think it's got to be the Chiefs, and I'm just going to forget who their quarterback is. Okay. First disagreement there. <laughs> okay, so NFC North. Now, let's talk about uh, the other side of the Khalil Mack trade. Yeah. Bears look like garbage. Uh, offensively. <laughs> Defensively, they look unbelievable now. It's weird how one player can do that when he's the second best. Defensive or first best defensive player in the league, it really does change exactly what you're doing and how you do it. So I imagine immediate production from Khalil Mack. They only put him in situations in which he is blitzing, basically, at first, and that's never a bad place to put Khalil <laughs> Mack in. So he doesn't have a lot on him because, I mean, he's just getting thrown into their defense. Don't bring him with a lot of things. Just send him. Cover them up with other places, other pieces. They have a solid defense. They can do that. Yeah, you look like this fits the Bears so well. This is the team that never has a quarterback, never has an offense, but they have a defense. And I don't. I think it's kind of like we talked about this in the reverse from the Raiders. Putting Khalil Mack on your team just makes all the other players better because your offense has to focus on that guy. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And I think um, we saw some weird choices. Matt Nagy held out Mitch Trubisky, like basically for the whole preseason, a guy in his second year who definitely needs the reps. What are we getting getting out of that? <laughs> I don't, okay, to 
to be completely honest, I think Mitch Trubisky was the highest reach of all time. Like <laughs> Higher than Baker Mayfield, because you said some bad things about Baker Mayfield. Mitch Trubisky played one year. Oh, it didn't make any sense. If, if, Deshaun the, Watson was still on the board. To me, but the problem was, is like the entire NFL jumped on this boat of this dude being the guy. Oh my God, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, Mitchell Trubisky. He has all these. No, that was the dumbest thing. That's like Blaine Gabbert. Are you kidding me? Like, I, like this dude is not <laughs> going to be good, and he still isn't good. So now he's your starter. Let's see him show. Let's see an NFL if you really got this figured out. Yeah, the I, offense I is from give the ball away. to Jordan Harrow, Howard and Hope. Hope he does something because yeah, like, there's nothing else. Terry Cohen becomes a superstar, freaking running back of the to be, so you can have a double-headed attack from <laughs> hell. But the reality of it is, is that you're Mitchell you know, Trubisky's a bum. No, yeah, this team I think is gonna struggle a lot this year. I think it'll be cool to see Khalil Mack wearing a Bears jersey, but I think you are dumb and you drafted a quarterback. That might be the best part of the season. Start the game, game one, Khalil Mack runs out on the field in a Bears jersey. And Everything just feels right in the universe, and then it all goes downhill from there. Ernest the ground. Now let's move on to the Detroit Lions. Oh, so you got Matt Detroit. Stafford. Yay. And... Golden Tate. <laughs> yes. I yes, like he's him. still on the team. Uh, they have that other dude who shined through that one other wide receiver I really like. Talk about uh, one of the Joneses, Marvin Jones Jr., maybe T.J. No, Jones. it's the other one. There's another receiver that I like that was really good. With Galladay or something like oh, that? Oh, Kenny Galladay. Ooh, he looked good, man. He looked really think he's going to take the next step, starting yeah, receiver? I think, I, he, well, I think he's going to see a lot more reps after what he did. You know, um, I just feel like defensively this team is weird. So I just, I don't see them... Really showing through. Yeah, you got Ezekiel Ansah who's shown some flashes. flashes of greatness. Quandre Diggs, same sort of thing. But you don't really have any reliable. Yeah, so I think that's more their issue is defensively, what is this team? Like, what's your identity? What do you do? Because the reality of it is, is offensively you're going to be good. Not great, but good. Hopefully you can be great. You have the talent to be but, like, it's going to be good. So what are you doing defensively? And the reality of that is probably going to be nothing because they have Slay as well, right, at corner. Yeah. And he's good. Yeah, yeah, they got a solid – But I just so, feel They like remind me kind of like I was saying about the Ravens. This is just a boring wallpaper team. Find an identity. Yeah. If that defense finds an identity, you that team is the team to beat. But I just don't think yeah, they like do. They might be able to work their way into a wild card. Yeah, like I feel like if that defense really figures it out, though, it's way more balanced than Green Bay is. So they they could be the team to beat if they can. If that defense shows that it really is that defense, <laughs> what with all those poor pieces being those. What pieces. you would hope it would be. Yeah, you know, Slay being obviously he's gonna be good, but it's every it's it's the other pieces that you need consistency from. Okay. Next one, I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota. All right, the Vikings. What do you got to start with the quarterback again? Kirk Cousins. Ooh. What? I don't I don't get it. I the love of Kirk Cousins by 
certain things are, are very weird to me. I think he was a mediocre quarterback. They're like, why don't the Redskins want to pay him a million bajillion dollars? Like, why would they? <laughs> yeah, like, why would you, they want to guarantee you that money? Yeah, like, guarantee you that money? Like, you are, you've not shown to be guaranteed anything other than a mediocre quarterback. So, it's very weird to me. Um, I think they made a move for someone in free agency, so you have to pay him. They did that. He is Give him the first you. ever completely guaranteed, guaranteed contract, contract in history. So uh, he's guaranteed to be a winner. Um, and, this uh, is the team that made it to the NFC Championship last year. There's a lot of talent. In their head, they and only need Diggs. one player. Right? In their yeah. head, they only need a quarterback. Solid offensive line. They made a step up. There's no doubt about it. He's better than Case Keenum. But I, I feel like it's like it's like an inch. It's like you, <laughs> you, you stepped up. You didn't. Step it's an backwards. inch, but you spent a mile. Yeah. So that's oh, gotta hurt. Oh, it's so weird to me. Very weird to me. But whatever. Pay the man. Good, Good for him. Excellent, solid defense. Yes, defense is solid across the board. Bar. It's not quite the Broncos. It's not the Jaguars. But there's absolutely. I don't think there's anything to complain about. I think they're number three. They very well might be. I might be missing someone right well, now. No, but I'm thinking the bar. I'm thinking. I'm thinking bar. That D line is, is, like literally unbelievable with uh, Delaney Hunter, um, Richardson and Joseph in the middle, and Everson Griffin is. Yeah, Linval Joseph is unbelievable. I really like him, and Everson Griffin is a beast. Yeah, like they are good. <laughs> Like, unbelievable. And then Anthony Barr behind that, unbelievable. At corner, they have... Uh, you got Waynes and Rose. Trey Waynes and Xavier Rose. Rose. Is unbelievable. Trey Waynes is doing a great job out there. So, I feel like... And then at safety, you have Hunter Smith. Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith, yeah. And then you have uh, Sinjeo as the other one. Yep. Like, d- defensively, numbers, number three. Like, th- so, you have to hope that maybe that's the one player you're missing. And if you don't win the Super Bowl, and you don't win the Super Bowl after that, that third year, yeah, blow it all up. You blow that entire team up. So if they don't win it now, and they don't win it the year after that, and they're going to need that defense to compete against the highest played player in NFL history. Yes. Aaron Rodgers recently signed a thirty-three point five million dollars a year four-year contract. Yes, with a hundred or nearly a hundred and like ninety-seven million dollars guaranteed, he still had two years left on his current contract. Yeah, and he's getting sixty-seven million dollars this year for a contract that he's not even gonna start playing for for two years. Pay the That's man. the kind of pay the man. You, the kind of thing you can get when you have the leverage of being the best player in the league, quite possibly. He, he was willing to leave. That's the reality. That. He was willing to walk away from that team. The crazy thing about that is, theoretically, the Packers had his rights for the next four years. Yeah. Because he had the co- two years of contract, two years of franchise tag, that would make him 39. Yep. Like, he would, the only leverage you would have, basically, is if Rodgers was willing to sit out. And I don't, I believe he would have. I think he probably would have retired early. Been like, hey, I had a great career. I have a Super Bowl. I've <laughs> broken records on records. I'm unbelievable. Bye. Highest passer rating of all time. Great quarterback. Yeah. But there's there's no there's no argument against Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. So if you were to walk away after but two is years, there an argument against the other twenty one players who 
field this team. They don't have it. They don't have <laughs> anything else. So pay him because you weren't like hopefully he's the thing that ride you can ride all the way to a Super Bowl again because he's the only reason you're going to make it. They haven't made any real defensive moves that I'm like, yeah, like it's so I don't know. I yeah. think they get these like they get Jimmy Graham, Randall Cobb. They got some decent players. They do have possibly the best named wide receiving core in the league with Geronimo Allison and Equinemius St. Brown. (laughs) Got some good names on this team. Equinemius St. Brown has got to be my favorite player of all time now. (laughs) Their defense is hurting. Oh, is it ever? It's not good. I mean, they do get a corner that I I like. Um, Kevin King? No, uh, the other guy. But, uh... I mean, they're going to be a decent a team through and through. So, I mean, hopefully... We got uh, Alexander, the rookie from Louisville. Yes. Yeah, he looks pretty good. I like him. So, I mean, I mean they're going to be garbage. But, uh, defensively, but whatever. You paid your guy right out. The, the only reason to think this team can win is because they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's but the, that's, yeah. he's such a difference maker. He really is. That it's a legitimate... Pay him. Yeah. Pay him double. Like, pay him the most money ever. Like, of course. Because he is that good. Alright, let's wrap up the North with predictions. Green Bay. I want to say the Vikings. Because I love to pick the good defensive teams. Right. love the Jaguars. I love the Broncos. Yeah. But I'm not going to pick against the healthy Aaron Rodgers. That's stupid. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. It's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So, sliding over to the NFC East. The TV ratings division. Yeah, through and through. Um, let's start with the Giants. That'd be fun. Yeah, what is going on with the Giants? You got Eli Manning. He's back. They, they're in win, they got to be in win mode now. I, I feel like win it's now win. mode. Win now mode is Saquon fair. Barkley, when you think rookie... But that's how you win these days, is you have a great rookie running back getting paid peanuts. Yeah. And, um... You got Eli. Odell Beckham just got his money. Yeah, Odell Beckham just got paid highest receiver, paid receiver in the league, as he should be. You're seeing kind of everything come together for them. And hopefully, Eli Manning is job secure, ready to get the job done and make his way through it all. And I want to see him have a winning season. I don't know if that's enough to get them in the playoffs, but a winning season would be enough. And him having a solid year would be great. They picked up Nate Solder. That's always a big deal. To yeah. And, you know, sure, grow that whole line, help that running game. So hopefully the running game can get through that kind of not the greatest line. And you can see Eli Manning kind of shine and get the ball to these receivers who are really good. Shepard. Uh, I think a lot of it comes down to Mike Shula. His first year as offensive coordinator. Of the Giants. His yeah. 27th year as an NFL assistant. Yeah. So. He's got experience. He's not spectacular, but can he put together a good package? I imagine he would be able to. There's a lot of talent here, and I hope offensively do great things. Now, defensively, on the other hand. Yeah, they're it's... hit or miss. I like Janoris Jenkins, but yeah, talk about a hit or miss player. Yeah, very too hot and cold. But I think the reality of it is, is that they don't really have the depth of talent. That a lot of other defenses are toting. No, yeah, like you got old Alec Ogletree, he's fine. Olivier Vernon, I think he's a pretty good player. Yeah, 
But uh, Kareem Martin, is he starter level? Dalvin Tomlinson, I'll be honest, I don't know who that is. Never heard that name before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, how about Eli Apple? (laughs) Yeah. When you, like, if, I feel like if Apple is your second corner behind a Jalen Ramsey. Is Eli Apple. Feeling okay, but Janoris Jenkins? Is Eli Apple going to straighten out, too? That's the thing. Like, this dude could be freaking gone next year. Or in the middle of this year. Because he mentally fell apart last year. Yeah. You know, to the point that, like, people were talking about, like, players were talking about him being toxic. Never mind, like, outside saying, people saying this kid's toxic. Like, there were players in the organization saying this dude is garbaggio. So, like, what are we, like... Yeah, when you, you never want to get suspended yeah. under mysterious circumstances, which yeah. is what happened. It's usually something... It's not a good sign for the future. Yeah, it, it's just not. Not at all. Now let's move to another kind of a mess of an organization in the Washington football team. Yeah. Um, Jay Gruden. He's still there. Dan Snyder usually fires his coaches. Everyone, right? so, but I believe is this his fourth or fifth year? Fifth, I believe. Um, but it feels like an age ago it since feels like we forever. all had hopes for this team with RG3. And then that didn't work out. And then Kirk Cousins and now that didn't work out. And now who is it? Uh, Alex Smith. Like, I feel like they're going to be. They're reliable at quarterback oh, at least. 100%. But. I mean, they did lose a rookie running back. They got in the first round. Geis. Yeah, Darius Geis. Um, I think Adrian Peterson's scoop is a big one. And what? They got Elvin Morris back as well. Oh, did they? Yeah. I missed that. I heard about that. So They also have Chris Thompson and Rob Kelly. And so, so I mean, imagine Pirine. They've got running, running back talent. by committee there. So hopefully they can figure that out. Because I'd really like to see this team be successful because of Alex Smith. I think that dude deserves way better than he got. Absolutely. Yeah. But their defense, they got nothing on the defensive line. No, defensive line is their biggest question. Ryan Kerrigan, Mason Foster, and linebackers. I think Ryan Kerrigan's better than still He's getting, good he's he's getting old. There. He is. But I think he's still enough to be a tour de force, not to be, like, not to be on the level of a Cleo Mack or anything. But I mean, like, enough that, you're like, they're like, ooh, Ryan Kerrigan? Ah, something something you got a game to negate, something you got to yeah. worry about. So I think he still has that in him. I think and the only thing I like about this defense is their secondary. You got uh, DJ yes. Swearinger and, and, of course, Josh Norman. Yeah. I think they, uh, I think that's where they shine. So. I don't even know if it's shine. It's just shine compared to the rest of their defense. Well, I feel like, like it kind of is shine because you, Norman is a big thing. Like, he didn't have a great season last year. Like Norman that we saw in the Panthers. True, but I mean, great. like Norman on the Panthers also had an amazing pass rush. Once again, amazing pass rush makes everyone better. And he will not have an amazing no, pass rush not. this year. And he's still a good corner. So us. I just, I just want to see him do be as successful as he was last year. Hopefully more, and go from there. Now let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Making a lot of noise this offseason with Jerry Jones and his various... Jerry and Stephen Jones saying stupid stuff. And Okay, this is the one owner I will say I dislike the most. Jerry Jones is, just needs a hush. Hush. <laughs> I don't want to hear you talk. I want to see your old man hands all over young girls. Like, get out of here. Like, boo. 
I'll never tell anybody to shut up. But shut up. I don't think Jerry Jones <laughs> and especially Stephen Jones. Holy crap! Who, what Why PR firm is letting Stephen Jones talk? Just because oh. that is bad for business. <laughs> it is terrible. They've done some great things for that old line, and they've pulled in some cool pieces. But this and that, I just I, they need to just. And yeah, as far as the team so on the field better. goes, yeah. there's a lot of hope. You got uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak yeah. Prescott. Yep. You know, and I the offensive line you mentioned is very good. Offensive line is really good. I mean, a tough thing with Doug was it Breeze? Is it Doug Breeze? He, yes. He's yeah, the one he's who, right tackle, I believe. You uh, came down with an illness out of nowhere, so he is, I believe, not playing. I don't see right. him in on the active roster. Yes. Yes, so, I believe. I believe he came down with I else I can't remember what it was, but they were talking about, you know, he they got to figure out exactly what it is and if it's capable he can play again with this it's autoimmune, I believe, related. And uh Yeah. So hopefully I mean he's able to play again. That's something super terrible because I, I, I do like their old line from top to bottom. I do like Ezekiel Elliott. I do like Dak Prescott. I do like the Cowboys from the bottom level as in the players and from an organization level that's where I have a problem I don't think that uh, is it Jason Garrett the head coach yeah he's still sticking I, around I don't know why he's sticking around he's never shown to be a thing but that's just like another one of those weird Jerry Jones I love this guy for no inconspic- for no reason whatsoever and I can't explain why that is and but we're a team that sticks together type of thing. He always does that. I, mean, I just don't get it. And it's literally this weird self-aggrandizing, <laughs> you know. So I, I just don't get it. But I, I think defensively is where they're not going to be good again. I think defensive line-wise, yes, you have a few pieces. But everything else, it's going to be the same situation. Missing tackles. Missing tackles, missing tackles. Kind of a middling tackles. team that's only a big deal because they are the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. And I think that is also a major problem with them is because Jerry Jones. If he would just be quiet, they could be a mediocre team and figure their stuff out and get things done. But now there's always a spotlight on it. Now Jack Prescott better produce. Jack Prescott better produce. Jack Prescott better produce. Ezekiel Elliott better be the yeah, best There might not be a more pressure position than quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys it, in sports. I mean, Dallas Cowboys quarterback and Dallas Cowboys best player. Like, you just get, like, it's just a microscope on you. Before we move on to the Philadelphia Eagles, I just want to clarify Doug Free. He retired after foot and ankle injuries in uh, March 11th, 2017. I think you might be thinking of somebody else then. I just wanted to... Okay, can you figure out who that is? Because I want to know who that is real quick. Right. But I will um, figure it out while you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. For okay, a bit. so I'm going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles where uh, we talk about the situation they're in as in not cleared for contact. Um, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. So uh, I think their season is in a big question mark. Uh, I don't think Nick Foles is that good at all. He's kind of shown to be middle of the pack at best. I think he's smart, but I feel like he is below average. He's shined through when it mattered, but I feel like he's well below average. 
and yeah, I think we kind of ignore his the rest of his career because he did have that was. I mean, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, that now means something. Bowl, but but he is not a good quarterback, and that puts him in a really tough situation. So I mean, hopefully he can get some wins before Carson Wentz is cleared, and then so Carson Wentz comes to a situation that is at least salvageable. But there's a very big issue for them there. Um, defensively, um, I don't know either. They're old in a lot of places. They're young in a lot of places. Jernigan starting off the year on IR. It's it's so weird where they're at right now. So I feel like they take that that hangover. It's a hangover year. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. The only hold I have is the fact that I didn't really think this was much of a team last year. Yeah. And not only did they win the Super Bowl, it wasn't some fluky win. This was a no. really talented team. Yes. So a lot of these players must be really talented. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, what's uh, what's the head coach's name? Um, um, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Um, Brett Favre's backup. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like he's, like, he's going to do a good job kind of managing these athletes he did a good job when they were on their way up so i feel like they are gonna produce at a high level but uh i don't know what that kind of looks like yeah a lot of questions for a defending super bowl champion so i did do want to clarify what you're talking about uh travis frederick yes travis frederick it is guillain beret syndrome hopefully i said that correctly Autoimmune deficiency robs uh, the person of strength, and theoretically, if it gets bad enough, can lead to paralysis. They are hoping to get him back this year. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully he is, once again, able to play. It is still, like, frightening type of thing to hear about. Um, sorry, I thought it was Doug Free. That was my me kind of, you know, thinking of just how good that line is. The fact that he can go and you can still be... <laughs> that way but um yeah no uh it's kind of crazy to uh, to have something like that happen and hopefully he is able to play again and we get to see some exciting stuff from him what's your prediction for the most popular of divisions redskins whoa what what? (laughs) i said that redskins you heard me I'm not crazy, and I'm not as dead. I think it will be a bit of a drop year for the Eagles, but I still think in a fairly weak division that they uh, they'll take they'll take the title. If it is a Nick Foles ran show for let's assume four to five games, I think he. I think they go two and three, three and two, something like that. I think they go two and three, and. That situation puts a lot of things for what's his name to come back from uh, Carson Wentz. And I think Carson Wentz, of course, is going to be unbelievable. But I just feel like when he first comes back, he's going to be... He's, he may not come back right away, but that would be the point that he's cleared. Game five. I feel like that's when he's cleared and capable of going. And at six, we see at game six, we maybe see him play, but maybe not. In which they come to a situation where they are now two and four, and when Carson Wentz comes back in, it's going to be oh, there's this rejuvenated thing, but they still drop that game, and then you're in a situation where you 
basically have to do a huge winning thing, and they end up being number two to number one being the Redskins. I think I believe in the Eagles overall more new. I think we kind of feel the same way about Nick Foles. Yeah. But I, I think the rest of the team is talented enough to make up for that. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I just feel like I feel like the Redskins are capable of doing what needs to be done whilst he is out enough to be number one. Not saying that the Eagles don't make the playoffs or anything. But I just <laughs> feel like it puts them in a situation in which uh, it allows the Redskins to be number one with Alex Smith at the helm. Alright. At least to hold on to that lead. Um, Let's move on to the AFC, NFC South. Yeah, NFC South. I think we're going to start here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. Another kind of organization in shambles. Uh, Organization in shambles because you put your money into a player who has questionable character character to the point of... Questionable character might be generous. uh, That might be the biggest understatement of ever. Um, I think you can only pop positive on so many rape kits before uh, we talk about your character being in question. So I'm going to make sure I say that out loud because you did. You did pop positive on multiple rape kits. Yeah. You are, and then you sexually harass or assault a Uber driver. This dude, if that's the specific event, he is suspended for the first three games. Yeah, this dude is not a good dude, through and through. And he is the kind of the figurehead leader of the team. Yeah, quarterbacks, no matter what kind of people they are, are always, always a certain level of leader. It's just the mm. nature of football. Yeah, and uh, I just feel like this is going to bite them in the ass now, and it will bite them in the ass again later. And they really should not hope that he is back and your guy because it's only going to happen again. This dude has a history of issues when it comes to this, and I don't know why the NFL is cool with that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is taking over his place, but he does not have. A, he's got Mike Evans, but otherwise he does not have a lot to work with. I, I don't think that he has a lot to work with talent-wise. Himself, and uh, I think it's a great offensive line. And get to Sean Jackson. <sighs> what's left of him? Yeah, I mean, they're they're they were in a state of like maybe with uh, what's his name. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Defensively, they got like you got Levante David, uh, Brent Grimes, Chris Conte, Gerald McCoy. There's some talent on defense. Yes, there is, but. but it's not enough. N- not enough to overcome the offense. A hundred percent. And not enough to really be a defense to look out for either. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Um, Calvin Benjamin is no longer on the team. That might be the biggest story there. Obviously. That's the biggest not story Not counting, I guess, Jerry Richardson selling the team is the I biggest think, story. Uh, yeah, Jerry Richardson having to sell the team. Let's establish that yes. for showing a history of Racist and sexist culture pervading the organization, I believe, is something along those lines. I believe uh, that might be the most PC way of putting that. I believe that was the official line. (laughs) Um, Unbelievable kind of story there to then follow up with uh, you're moving one of your best offensive pieces uh, by way of obviously a clash between the quarterback and him. 
I think Cam Newton is making his kind of like his kind of step up there now. I feel like we're gonna see um, the best Cam Newton that we've seen. There's one reason for that, and its name is Norv Turner. Exactly. <laughs> Norv Turner is my. I believe that assistant coaches should be in the Hall of Fame, the great assistant coaches. You never see someone like Dick LeBeau. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's in the Hall of Fame already as a player, but should absolutely be there as a coordinator as well. Yes. North Turner is the offensive coordinator, number one nominee for that. Everywhere he goes, quarterbacks turn into gods. And this team has some talent around it. I can't wait to see this team play. Exactly, and I think he got there at the right point in Cam Newton's career as well. Cam is at a point where he's ready to make that next step and whatever that is, and I think the right coach is there for that next step for Cam Newton to now solidify his spot in history and find his way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, eight years in his career so far. It, like As for a quarterback, that's not really prime, but that that's where you should already be running at full speed. Yes. And yeah, he's not quite there, but I think with the injection of North Turner and the brilliance that he provides. Yeah, and uh, defensively, I feel like they have a good defense, like a good defense. Not any real names that, like, I want to be like you, 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 and you. Like, you obviously have um, at middle linebacker. Co- yeah, Cookley. If he can stay healthy. If he, yeah, stay healthy. And they still have what's his name as well at. Outside linebacker. They got uh, Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson, and they still have what's uh, his name? David Mayo. Or did Davis retire for sure? I believe that he Davis has retired. Year. Yeah, so he did retire. So I mean, Julius Shaq Thompson, Peppers is back. Super able to, uh, Julius Peppers is back, which is weird to me. <laughs> a still able pass rusher by way of being <laughs> yeah. a giant. Um, so I mean, we're going to see a very interesting situation. And, I mean, they still have Quan Short as well. It's established. Yep. Yeah. Beside Don Terry Poe, that's pretty. That's a big pickup. Like, Mario Addison, I don't think we mentioned him yet, but yeah, like, that's like, a good offensive line. Defensive, defensive line. line, yes. So they have a good front there, and I feel like it's going to show through some success defensively that we didn't expect that will allow the DBs that almost are not as name-ridden. To be successful. Yeah, I think it's going to be DB by committee. You got yeah. James Bradbury, Dante Jackson, Captain Munnerlyn, and Corn Elder. Yeah. Those names, they've been... There's some talent there, but I think there's no superstar. There's no lockdown. Yeah, exactly. But I think if your D-line's that good, it allows you to be almost locked down. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. Hotlanta. Hotlanta. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what to this team, to me, is the ultimate wallpaper team this year. I think, we, especially if they don't end up having Julio Jones. Do we have a conclusion on the Julio Jones story at this I point? I feel like it just kind of disappeared, and I haven't I think, seen anything about it. So What kind of ended it for me, I don't think this is when it officially ended, but he basically said, I'm not going to miss regular season games. Yes. And as soon as you, as, soon as you say you're not willing to miss regular season games... Why would this an NFL team? Game yeah, you have to be willing. I think he's making ten million, ten and a half million dollars this year. You have to say, my health, my talent is not worth ten and a half. Is worth more than ten and a half million dollars. And if you're only paying me that, I'm not 
I'm sitting. It's crazy to me that like you think that you have to play. Like you don't think that you're gonna be ready to play at any point. Like you don't think you're gonna be working out, you don't think you're gonna be getting your body ready. You don't think that they eventually gonna pay you? If they ain't gonna pay you, they're gonna push you somewhere where you're gonna get paid. Get paid. That's Absolutely. About. If you think it's about this organization super caring about you, you're crazy. You play just an incredibly violent game. Get your money. Get your money. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know why they he, he, he would come back, but sure, you're a competitor. Everyone's gonna be like, well, he's a competitor, of course. He wants to. Like it's a business, man. Get your money. Yeah, but he is the only thing that keeps this team from being a wallpaper team because outside of him. You got Matt Ryan, who yes won an MVP, but sliding his way he's down. not he's not really an elite superstar quarterback. Yeah, solid offensive line, average across the board, pretty average defense, I think. You got Vic Beasley, yeah. he's still hanging around, but love it, Cousins. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it's just I just feel like they're a mediocre team in mediocreville, meaning mediocre town, mediocre USA. So, yeah. so you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater, and one of the more interesting odd moves this past week, yeah. he got traded to the New Orleans Saints to back up Drew Brees. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. So you know, uh, he, they moved him um, out of there, moved him to New Orleans, which I think is a long-term situation. So I mean, I feel like you're going to see uh, him. Mature as a player because he's going to be sitting behind John Breeze. I mean, Drew Breeze, Tom Breeze. Tom Breeze. <laughs> uh, you're going to see him jump up and make a huge leap uh, for himself as a player, but for the organization, good move. They're looking into the future, which is smart. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is not that old. No, like, not at like all. he's been around for a while, but he came into the league quite young. I believe he came in uh, in his. Of a junior year and true junior year. Yeah, like he's only he 25 years old. Yeah. So. so, I mean, he's young and capable. We saw that when he was with the Jets. We saw that when he was with Minnesota pre Yeah, the last time he played without getting injured, he made it, brought his team to the playoffs and would have won the game if Blair Walsh didn't I want to establish you, the five yards. <laughs> I want to establish that, like, the, the course of injuries in Teddy Bridgewater's career have almost all been freakish. Like, he got hurt one year because a dude almost took his brain out of his head on a cheap shot from Crazysville, uh, which was literally insane. And then his knee dislocating in a crazy non-contact situation, which almost led to his leg being amputated. Let's establish that. That you see... Oh, I remember that, Yeah. yeah. So you see some crazy things that way. And um, uh, we'll see kind of how that goes for in the space of his career. But immediately what we're talking about now is that the that we're going to see the, a really exciting Saints team. And I'm excited to see that with uh, Alvin, Car- Alvin Kamara. Kamara and yeah, superstar running back. His, literally his everybody. first play in the preseason was a touchdown. Like, that personifies that guy. Lightning <laughs> in a bottle. Ted Ginn Jr. There's a lightning out of bottle play if there ever was one. And don't forget about Tommy Lee Lewis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. So, I mean, we'll, we'll be 
I'm I'm really excited to watch this team. I think they are kind of the the dark horse team to me to sneak their way into the Super Bowl. I think this is one of the more up in the air divisions. So, what's your prediction? I'm gonna go with Carolina. <laughs> I'm glad you switched because I wanted it to be different, and it's going to be the Panthers. It's going to be the Panthers by quite a bit. Okay, wow. I great. think this might be a little bit of a drop-off year for Drew Brees, personally. Not, like, off a mountain, but just not Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Yeah. And I love the North Turner-Cam Newton marriage. Yes. I think it's going to be a beautiful. I think Carolina is a genuine Super Bowl contender this year. Okay, okay, sweet. So we have one last division, and... Thank gosh it is getting late. What time is it right now? Almost one. <laughs> we are Ooh. well into the night. Here we go. So we're burning the midnight oil for you to make sure your NFL experience is immaculate. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start it off. NFC West. Who do you want to go with? So I want to start with the another team kind of in a bit of a mess and the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. You got Russell Wilson. You got your quarterback position figured out. You mentioned earlier I don't like him. I don't like him in interviews. I love him on the field. Oh, on the, the guy's field. a freak. He's unbelievable. And I think that the Seahawks have done this dude dirty. Like, get a better alignment. Like, uh, like I don't know. Yeah, every time I watch, like, to me, the first about seven, eight weeks of the year last year, he was my MVP. Yeah. He kind of faded a bit. He took just took too much, too much of a pounded, I guess. Yeah. But he was their entire team through and through and it's crazy how talented he is for what he was drafted at i mean it's unbelievable how good he is but the crazy thing about it all is that we're talking about an organization that used to be foot and foot with the patriots not that long not ago that long yeah just ago. a couple years removed but i guess we have to talk about now that no longer there is a legion of boom one player. One player is left, and he's holding out wanting to be traded. That one, unlike the Julio Jones one, which has been solved, this one has not, not been. been solved at all. No. So there's no more Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom has gone. So what now? This team, we talked about how Aaron Rodgers is just Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of people. This yes. team is a more extreme example of that. There's exactly. Russell Wilson, and then now there's a bunch of people ghosts. they found on the street. And is Cliff April coming back from that neck injury? Like, he's talking, he was talking about retirement. I literally saw him say, I might not play again. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about a crazy situation. And, I mean, Bennett's gone. Bennett's in, yep. uh, uh, in Eagle Tennessee. now. Oh, that's right. So, I mean. Cam uh, Chancellor's on the physically unable no, to perform he's, list. No, he's, he's gone. He's, he said he won't play again. Oh, okay. Yeah, doctors say he'll never play again. I want to play again, so we'll see how that goes. Basically, doctors are like, "Nah, man, you you shouldn't do this." Not to the point that they're like, "Don't ever do it." But this is a team. Not only is, might not have an offense like they haven't for a couple of years now, but they might not have a defense. Though. Yeah, I mean, this could be a Richard Sherman gone. They're letting him go on that Achilles injury. They think he won't be capable at all anymore. Um, and then. Yeah, Cliff Averill is currently listed as a free agent, so if he is playing, it's... I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like he's capable of playing if he wants to, but I don't know how motivated he is, and I think that's the reason why we haven't seen him get scooped. But um, 
I don't know. I feel like the Seahawks are falling off a cliff, and apparently uh, um, the way that was talked about uh, by certain players in the media is that after they didn't run the ball on the one-yard line, a certain coach <laughs> lost the locker room. The point that I, there were conversations about him retiring maybe this year. This seems the, like the point for me to step in here. I've no, been saying this in private for a bit. They should have passed the ball on that play. I know everybody says they shouldn't have because it went wrong. What people forget is they had two timeouts and three plays left. You run the ball two times, you get two runs. You pass the ball on second down, you still get those two runs. The mistake was throwing an inside slant that could easily be picked off. All you had to do was fade to the outside or maybe some play yeah, action. No fade receivers. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, not fades, but play action. They should have passed the ball. Nope. Nope. They absolutely should nope. have passed the ball. Nope. And I know because nope. of the result and the history and, as you were saying, the kind of nope. collapse. Don't pass the ball. Run the ball. But they absolutely should have. The, the play call was 50% right. Uh, All right, I said that. Only... I went off track, but <laughs> had to say it. I know a coach who uh, passed away not too long ago. Uh, his name is Bill McDermott. And he is a highly respected coach. Unbelievable coach. And the one thing I asked him, uh, he actually gave, which is a crazy cool story about him, he actually gave Bill Belichick his coaching job in college that kind of launched his career. <laughs> so, old dude. He, so yeah. he passed away Reed, um, not too long ago. A great friend of mine. And um, he said... I asked him, what do you do in that situation? You have the ball. You're in that situation. What do you do? And he says, I think you would be stupid to not give it to your hot hand. And the hot hand is and will always be. And to those players, and the reason why you lose a locker room is you give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. (laughs) And the reason being is not because of this and that. It's because he's going to score. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just too analytical, but the basic math, I take yeah, I mean, three plays over there, two plays but the difference every single time. Bill Belichick and the math is he makes the right call. Bill Belichick's a mathematic. Like, Bill Belichick got uh, criticized when he went for it on fourth and two and allowed Peyton Manning. To come back in some Colts playoff game. Yeah. But that was the right move mathematically, and he got burned for it. I, I feel like I Bill, Bill Belichick knows the I math, feel like knows you the do analytics. The Nick Saban. You put in your rookie quarterback for the second half of a game in which you are playing a rookie quarterback. I will defend my belief. I was sitting, I was watching this game, it was just me and my girlfriend at the time were sitting on the couch, and I turned to her and said, I'd pass the ball right here. And the announcers were like, you gotta give it to Marshawn Lynch. But I said, turned and I said, no. I'd pass the ball right here. You gotta that pass the ball right here. I stand by that decision. The, I know what If, you, if you ran, if they play action and ran Russell Wilson, I would have been like, great decision. But It should have been a play action. I don't think, like, you gotta take advantage of the fact draw. that Marshawn Lynch is gonna draw attention. You gotta know he's gonna draw all the attention in the world and you have to take advantage of that 100%. But know how well coached that team is. Especially when it comes to that hyper situation where they have a dude who's literally just designed for this moment to literally be, <laughs> make sure Russell Wilson doesn't run. All right. right? There's that guy, and you know he's going to do that, especially when it's Bill Belichick. That you have 
if you give the ball to Marshall Lynch, you take the e, you take the right decision, and you give it to the man, uh, and you you lose a locker room. And I should I should game. not have left. Let us get so <laughs> no, off track course, at one o'clock in the morning. But I had to, I had to say it. I had to give my two cents. We have to do it. We have to do it. We have to do it. All right, let's move okay. on to the 49ers. Hundred uh, 49ers. I think they made a good decision picking up Richard Sherman. I think he's going to be good in the zone situation. Maybe this not so much thing, like you were just saying about the culture of a team. I think yeah. this is a good guy to add to the culture of this specific 100%. team. 100%. Har- uh, Stanford, uh, high grade point average, great dude. I think he's a great person to put in your locker room. Stanford, especially. high grade point average, but also a guy that will punch you in the face. Like yeah. nobody, Nobody's gone out against Richard Sherman and thought, what a nice this guy's guy. soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a winner. Wants to win, and he wants to instill a culture of winning, and he does it the right way, and that's why I really like Richard Sherman, and hopefully, and he's not afraid to say the the not say it the unpopular way. You know what I mean? Like yeah, call, you, you get a feeling that he'll get in people's faces on exactly, the practice, like when we don't see it. hundred percent. When he calls out, you know, Michael Crabtree, you gotta love it. So, yeah. In the end, this team will hinge on Jimmy Garoppolo, though. Yes, 100%. And I think you they they are kind of in a weird space. Like, maybe those receivers are decent enough, but you haven't really seen them other than when he was throwing to them in the tail end of last year. Yeah. So, I mean, you have yeah, to they're think not, they're capable. They're not great name receivers. Like, maybe they can turn but into them. But they could be. Marquise Goodwin. No one was throwing them. Pierre Garçon is of course. Long Pierre Garçon is long since good, but he's he's good enough to get the job done. It'll be nice help for them. Yeah, when you're talking, I've already forgotten which team we're talking. Oh, the Raiders needing to look. This is to me is the team that needs to look three or four years ahead because they have some possibility of being a pretty good team. I, I feel like not I feel like they're looking almost farther than that in the sense that unless they make some real aggressive moves, Jimmy Garoppolo will be fine and in six years you know what I mean so take your time make the right moves take the best player you have what's his name Solomon uh, something like the first overall pick at tackles uh, what's the is it something Solomon or Solomon something um, yeah, they have a Solomon Thomas at yes end. yeah so. Solomon Thomas yeah that might be it yeah the guy from what university he is good. from two Stanford. He's two yeah, years cool. out of Stanford. Yeah, that's, that's, the you're thinking of. that's the guy I'm thinking of. Like that's a great pick. Pick the best guys. Find the right pieces, and maybe that time comes quicker. But I feel like it's maybe a little longer for them. Yeah, I, I think we generally agree. Good team in a few years, not yeah. quite yet. Yeah. Cardinals, the last of the rookie quarterbacks. Josh Rosen. I don't think anybody expects him to start. Nope. And I don't think he should. He looks good. He has an unbelievably accurate ball. That's the most important thing, I think. I agree with you 100%. I think you can survive longer in the league as the most accurate passer than the most strength in an arm quarterback. Yeah, we've seen players like Jamarcus Russell and... Uh, Byron Leftwich, um, Allen... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> already writing them off garbage um, I don't know I just feel like they're not going to be like they're not going to be that good 
but they're also not going to be that bad. I feel like this team could be good. I generally lean on them being kind of average, maybe competing for a wild card. But yeah. they have the talent to, if everything lines up well. To be a playoff team. Yeah. Yes. You got David Johnson still at running back if he can yes. stay healthy. Larry Fitzgerald is still, still kicking around. around. Yeah, and I think it's a pretty good offensive line. line. You know, always in the top ten receivers no matter what age he is. <laughs> Chandler so, Jones, Patrick Peterson. So I don't know. It's a pretty we'll good see. team. Hopefully it is as exciting as we hope it is. Alright, and let's finish our preview with possibly the busiest team this offseason. I love this. The Los Angeles Rams. Okay. This is the perfect situation any team can be in. A quarterback who is young and capable. And cheap. And dirt <laughs> cheap. When they are dirt cheap, go out and get every piece you can possibly and find. They have gone all in this year. And hopefully you win it in this year or the next, and the rest can all go away. Like, he'll then get his money, you're going to push a bunch of those pieces out, or they'll leave because, you know, you won a Super Bowl and they're going to go, and then you can build up from there, but you will have that Super Bowl in your hand. Yeah, they still got Todd Gurley, but they added Brandon Cooks. I've re-signed Aaron Donald, picked up Ndamukong Sue. 100%. Think about, right? Marcus Peters. Yeah, think about when the Seahawks, right? Think about the Seahawks when they were winning. How Just, much was Russell Wilson being paid? He was on his rookie deal. He was on his rookie deal. Those are those moves that really matter. Like, you're able to have a lot more play with your money to pull in the talent where you need it and when you need it. So... I said this last year, didn't have a podcast then, but I said in the battle of... Chris, uh, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Give me Jared Goff. I stand by that. I still think I would rather have Jared I Goff. Think, I would argue Carson Wentz should have won MVP of the league over top of Tom Brady. Better numbers across the board. Better quarterback across the board that year. Um, it would have been much closer had he not got injured. He not got injured. I mean, 14. at least brought it closer. But Carson Wentz was still the winner hands down. <laughs> he was like head and shoulders above him. And like touchdowns, he's head up shoulders above him in like yards, and and he was he missed three games, like, come on, give him his <laughs> whatever you gave it to Tom Brady, yeah, he has another one, who cares? Um, it's it's just remarkable to me to kind of see how much movement they made, how much they yeah, paid they are their not players. sitting back. I don't know how much that has to do with being in L.A. The True, spotlight. a lot of guys want to be in L.A. and whatnot. And but I don't know. I love the Los Angeles Rams, and I'm excited to see uh, Ndamukong Sue with a partner of some clout again. And, yeah, you know, like Nick Fairley was his number two. Like, can't you exciting. imagine but a Donald. Warren Sapp-type season out of Aaron Donald this year? Dude, okay, think about this. Imagine if Warren Sapp was playing next to... Um, Randall, what's his name? John Randall. John Randall. Like, imagine that. <laughs> like, yeah. What? I don't I, know if Ndamukong Sue is John I mean, Randall anymore. I don't but... think he is that, but I think he's a 300 and whatever pound D lineman who can 100% stop the run. Maybe not pass rush, but what happens now when he's in a one on one situation? My guess is Duke can pass <laughs> rush. Yeah. Like, you're leaving the 
Dominic and Jim one on one, they just do it to us. Yeah, so like you think that. of the year that uh, Warren Sapp had 19 and a half sacks on the interior line, I think that might be the kind of season we're looking for. I think it was so because you're going to have to double the Dominic and Sue sometimes. He's going to start heating up, you're going to slide off, Aaron Donald's going to get there. You're going to slide up again, Aaron Donald's going to get there. He's going to have two sacks. Yeah, it's the kind of situation where maybe you're settling for just a running back chipping Aaron Donald rather than a true double team, and that'll... (laughs) It's just going to get weird, and it's going to get violent. Those two are going to feed off each other, and it's going to be exciting. I get the sense where our predictions are going in this scenario. Who you got on top? The Saints. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously the Rams. Yeah, definitely. I think we're unanimous on that choice. Okay. So let's uh, Get move to the on. Big picture let's, stuff. Yeah, let's pick your playoff teams, and then I want your representatives from the AFC and NFC. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go AFC Steelers, Patriots, um, Jaguars, and um, uh, oh gosh, AFC West. This so weird. <laughs> Just the complete uh, Chargers, uh, Wild Card, uh, Texans, Ravens. I'm going to go Steelers, Patriots, Jaguars, Chiefs. Got to go with the Texans. And then I'm going to go with the Broncos. Okay, okay. Uh, sliding over to the NFC, I'm going to go with um, another one. I'm going to go Green Bay. Um, Green Bay. uh, This is a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) This one's another one of those toss-ups. Green Bay, Dallas. I'm going to go with Dallas. I changed it up. Changed your mind? I changed my mind. I'm going Green Bay, Dallas. Um... I'm going to stick with the Saints, and then I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, and your sleepers are going to obviously be the Minnesota and uh, Carolina. All right. I think I will go – did I pick the Vikings or the Packers? Whichever one I pick to win the division, I'll pick the Vikings. And then I'll pick the other one for the wild card There we go. Yeah. And then I'll go Eagles – Panthers, Rams, and the Cardinals to get that second wild card spot. Ooh, sneaky. <laughs> I like it. Okay, and let's go right. with Who some you crazy Super Bowl. Who's in it? All right, I think my instinct is to say, of course the Patriots are going to be in it. But I think Blake Bortles is better than you think. I think Jaguars face off against the Panthers. Cam Newton gets a Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Jaguars. And you're going to be like, what? Why would I say the Jaguars? <laughs> I think you can win with a trash quarterback. 100% that way. Alright, so we both got the Jaguars in the Super Bowl. And then I'm going to go with the Saints. Alright, Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees has the ability to get the job done. And I really do like Drew Brees in this situation, and with that running game, I just feel like that this is the time for them to shine. I just think North Turner and Cam Newton, it's going to be fantastic. I would love that. I think that's super exciting, but I just can't help but be in Drew Brees' corner right now. 
Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Um, Saints. All right. Heard it here first. NFC South is going to dominate one way or another. <laughs> right, thanks for listening. This has been quite a long podcast. Yeah, uh, this is going to be probably the only one this time, so we'll deal with a lot of sports next time and deal with a lot of news we missed and whatnot. And have a. L- it's the off season, after all. Basically, so we're going to give you this big long one and then we'll give you more uh, of a regular podcast on the next one and deal with a lot of news we missed this time. Oh, (laughs) long day. Thanks for listening. Take it easy, guys.